0: Let's go! Dermot and Dave. <laughs> Today FM. History is made by the Republic of Ireland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dermot and Dave's Outbelieve Tour with Sky on Today FM. Yeah!
2: Yes, we are going to Australia To follow the girls in green On this incredible adventure at The world's biggest football tournament But you'll get
1: yourself in a hell of a mood For the tournament just beforehand We have got all our outfits laid out on the bed Just choosing which ones now to wear They're all green Have you got your uh, perfectly creased Going away airport clothes That Irish people like to have I've got to crease down my slacks Like you wouldn't (laughs) believe It It was sliced through paper Spanking new white runners For the airport (laughs) Don't wear them before that Well look our next guest Has followed the incredible stories Of Katie Taylor Rachel Blackmore And Shane Lowry Amongst many others So it's only right He's following the road down under Good morning, documentary maker Ross Whittaker. How are you, lads? Lovely to have you in studio. The Road Down Under, of course, will be on RTE1 on July the 19th. Uh, so it's going to go out there. And I mentioned... A very, sorry, a very important day
2: uh, in Irish history, July the 19th. Not just because of this documentary. It's also the day that Galway was liberated from the Indians. Marathon became
1: Snickers <laughs> and the Ice Age ended. <laughs> Everyone remember Father Ted? Yeah, July the 19th. He'll always crowbar in a Father Ted reference. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, everyone remembers your magical documentaries, you know, the Shane Lowry and Katie Taylor and Rachel Blackmore, as I mentioned. What caught your imagination about the story of the girls in green? Is it just as dramatic?
0: Yeah, it's definitely just as dramatic. And the story goes, from my point of view, goes back a long way. And I try not to go too far back. But um, the team actually had gone to see the Katie Taylor documentary in the cinema. And uh, I got wind of this. Mm. Uh, in fact, I don't know if Dave told
2: me. I think I did tell
1: you, yeah. Yeah,
0: so uh, Dave knew the manager of the time, Colin Bell. And um, I had sort of been following them lightly. And I was like, they seem like a team that are on the up. And I thought, maybe I'll try and, and see if I can follow them. Apparently, mm. they like the Katie Taylor documentary. So maybe that's an in. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so I kind of tried to approach them, apparently uh, Colin Bell was on for it the FAI were very enthusiastic I said it to RTE they thought it was a good idea and then boom Colin Bell left and I'd already picked up the camera and started doing a bit of filming and Vera came in and she was new and everything was new and she said you know what I, I, now is not the time for me to, to have a, a Which, have you, a man which
2: around. it it's sounds fair like fair yeah. when you're, you know, you're starting absolutely. a new job in a new country and a new challenge you kind of go do I want cameras on me the entire time I'm doing this you know
0: yeah absolutely and uh, you know she was dead right I'm sure and but it, it sort of stoked the interest, you know. And I noticed they'd been on strike in two thousand seventeen, and that just felt like, wow, there is something really interesting about this team. Um, in the earlier few years, earlier people had sort of got wind of them because they'd got to the semi-finals of the Euros at underage level. A good few mm. of this team were in that team, you know. So I sort of I, was like, I wish so, I, you know, I could do it, and, I, and maybe we'll come back around to it. And then when they qualified, I thought, well, okay, we, we can't follow them, in, you know, in the dressing room and stuff, but maybe we can look back at it. And I bumped into Katie McCabe actually. And uh, she had said to me, whatever happened to us doing a documentary? And I said, well, <laughs> maybe we could still do it. And she said, well, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So I started again then. Mm. So is that, then,
2: is that a very different proposition to the one where you shoot it as you go in the sense that you have to rely on, I suppose, archive footage, you have to rely on, I mean, you can do your own interviews, obviously with the players and with the, the, the stakeholders around it, but you're, you're not there capturing moments in dressing rooms and on size of pitches which if you were making the documentary the way you would have
0: done. Yeah, which, you know, obviously that's your first preference is to be there when it happens. Um, but it's also, I suppose, when you're looking back, you can be very clear on what the story is. Mm. And you knew there was an arc there. You know, there's so much interesting stuff that they, happened to them over the last six or seven years. Um, and I suppose you can kind of almost, not quite script up. but you can go to the broadcaster, RTE in this case, and say, well, this is what's going to happen. So mm. there's some advantages Um looking back on it as
1: well Uh, well what are you know the pivotal moments Uh, obviously Vera arriving you mentioned that you know and and Vera has brought something really special to that team and I think was what um, the team was looking for in terms of that self-belief she really seems to have injected that and of course she has her own story as well in the documentary which you cover
0: yeah, exactly. And she Look, they were doing quite well under Colin Bell, in fairness mm. to him, and they'd come a certain way. And, and Sometimes I think change is also a good thing, and, and Vera came in with it, obviously, highly enthusiastic, energetic. She was the one that had kind of put women's football in Holland on, on the map. She'd coached around the world, and, and I think she was quite an inspirational appointment. And yes, yeah, so they kind of pushed on from there. But the significant moments, I suppose, are, yeah, the strike. I mean, to imagine mm. that this team six years ago were on strike and said, look, we want A, B, C and D. And in fairness to the FAI, they said they gave it to them. You know, I suppose it was, it would have been hard for them not to at that point, I suppose. But Mm -hmm. they did. But then the other thing is it comes a pressure with that. You know, you're kind of like, well, now that you have what you need to qualify, are you going to go and qualify? And then, of course,
2: there's the drama around the Ukraine game and missing out on qualification for the Euros, which was such a heartbreaker. But I think... A massive motivation for this team in in you can you can see it through the documentary, but you can even see it just when you see any interview with the girls. They talk about that Ukraine moment and losing that game, not qualifying, and then what that did to their mindset coming into the World Cup qualifiers.
0: Massive, you know, and, and how it happened with this like incredibly unfortunate own goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the players that had kind of come in halfway through qualifying <laughs> in in uh, Onyo Gorman, who'd come back, a hundred cap veteran, and Courtney Brosnan and the, the new manager, and then. New goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the new goalkeeper. So they, they kind of, they lost out there, but they said to themselves, we're never going to feel this kind of hurt again. And that has really motivated them. And they, I feel like they've been transformed over the last They definitely the have amount of close games they've gone on to win and, and things like that.
2: And especially Courtney Brosnan as an example. Somebody who committed such a howler, and obviously goalkeepers suffer this thing, where when they make a mistake, it's usually yeah. a goal. Everyone else in the pitch makes a mistake, it's usually not a goal. But she has now come back to become like, the most consistent goalkeeper in football. Maybe only Mary Earps at England is consistent in women's football as she is. She's absolutely amazing. But the team is universally loved, which I think is really important. And I know from going to the games, seeing their connection with the fans is so different than the men's team. And obviously, it's a different journey and that there's no, no right or wrong in that. But they are so adored by their fans. And, and in the documentary, uh, there's lots of people talking about why this team are so loved. I can't think of a more open team who are so comfortable with who they are, with their fans, with each other, the way that they have embraced Vera Powell and everything that she has been through. They're not afraid to stand up for their own rights, the amount of them that are openly gay and that they speak about that. They speak about, you know, trying to help young kids. And that means something to Irish people. Who they are outside of the football pitch is actually what defines them. And I think that is why they're loved. There's so so much love for them, and that's that's come down through not just this iteration of the team, from previous iterations of the team as well.
0: Yeah, Emma Byrne, who was the Arsenal uh, goalkeeper and a previous captain, I believe, when she uh, passed the baton on to Katie McCabe, the current captain, she said, "Like, you know, we've always been brilliant with the fans. We always go out to the fans after every training session, every match, and keep that connection going. So it's it's something that's very central to who they are. Yeah, um, and something that." each captain will be sort of given the task of just keeping going.
2: Amazing. You can kind of see that in that team. You can see they're, they're, that it's driven by Katie and Vera. It's not just a kind of a token thing. No. Oh, let's go do a lap and clap the fans. Like, it's not that at all, you know.
1: Yeah, looking at the, you know, when you get so close to the stories of these elite performers, like Shane Lowry and Rachel Blackmore and Katie Taylor and now the Irish team, and we were looking at the Ukrainian loss, you know, and that one, that they were devastated having not qualified for the Euros, do you see themes and, you know, common themes? Is is there often a really low moment with these athletes that they actually in some way need to drive them on to the next level? Or, Or is that just convenient in a story that we see of success, whereas there's lots of other stories where something really bad happened and they just never came you know it never improved yeah. or didn't learn anything <laughs> from it you know
0: well look I mean obviously don't they say like such a high percentage of top level sport is what happens between the ears so you, you mm. know building mental strength probably seems to be a huge part of it obviously like Katie had massive low in the Olympics yeah um, Shane threw a four shot lead in the US Open like spectacularly uh, and came back then to win the Open again having a four shot lead and all the psychological scars that would have been with that Um and Rachel, you know, she's had some, some pretty bad injuries along the way and stuff like that, like any jockey. So, yeah, mm. it does seem for the right person to drive them <laughs> on, whereas for others, yeah, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, God, give up now.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone who s- displays that in spades is a footballer called Amber Barrett who uh, went through an awful lot uh, in terms of her, her own footballing journey and everything like that, but also the disaster that happened in Creeslaw in Donegal where the petrol station blew up. You might remember yeah. this. Awful. And Amber, his, her mother is from that town And she's really connected to that town And they know people, you know, who were caught up in that tragedy And literally, I'm thinking it was a couple of days after that That she was due to play for Ireland And there was obviously, if you, if you wanted to go and take time You could go and take time But Amber Barrett didn't She stepped up, she talked to Vera And then this happened
0: She came to me and she said Vera,
2: if you put me on, I'll do it for you As I left the bench, one of them shouted, do it for Donegal. That never left my head for the for the next 30 minutes.
0: I just remember Nifa just heading the ball clear. She's crushing it down to Denise. As soon as she got the ball, I was gone. It was the best pass in Denise's career. And Barrett's giving herself a chance here.
1: Go on, Amber. Go on. For Barrett, in a goal, and the makes the <laughs> oh, That, was and that is the goal
2: that sent us to this World Cup and is why we are going to Australia to bring you everything about this and why Ross has made this an incredible documentary about the girls of green which you can see on Wednesday that is this day week uh, on the 19th of July and it is on at half nine on RT1
0: yeah, I mean, it's just to say, look, guys, before we start up, it is one of the most powerful things I've ever got to go. I'm glad I can't hear these clips as you're playing because I will be bawling. Like, it's it's a phenomenal story. It um, is.
2: I, I watched it, it so moving. and cried, genuinely cried yeah. in it. Like, there's so many important moments. But I think that there's also a movement behind this moment in sport, I think, so for special. not just Irish women, but for women's sport in general, that that this is becoming such a massive Thing on the world stage, and obviously there are lots of women's sports that are neglected, and this is, you know, one of the sports that's being pushed through. But I think it, it'll have a ripple effect on everything, but particularly the Irish story, and particularly how we've gotten to this World mm. Cup and everything that goes along. That's in Ross's documentary. Is but also Ross. the
1: the practical gift of that the documentary gives us is that it brings these individuals into every home in the country. We we can get to know these players as people, as performers. We can learn. Their journey here. I'd say a lot of the country don't even realise how the girls in green got to the World Cup. So I think from making these people you know, and these these heroes in in green shirts, household names now is you know that's that's just a, a lovely job that the documentary yeah. is going to do. Before you go, is there anyone else that you would like to have a shot at in terms of documentary making? Russ?
2: I mean, not us, obviously. We're we're tied up with a huge HBO yeah. deal at the moment, but yeah. other than Dermot and David, is there It's a else? HB deal, actually. Oh, HB is the ice yes. cream yeah. I've yeah. filmed
0: with you before, and I'm not sure I want to go back there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, look, I mean, there's, there's still some, I suppose, largely untold sporting stories getting under the mm-hmm. hood of, of Paul McGrath, Roy Keane. I think Rory McElroy is an absolutely fascinating one, particularly if he goes on to win another major. I mean, that would be yeah. what a story in terms of the scars of, of the last few years in those majors. So like yeah. And he's a talker
1: too. I mean he's quite a deep thinker as well. He's not afraid yeah. to, to let his emotions show. I think I any sports fan, particularly golf fans, would just love to see an in-depth Rory interview.
0: I got, documentary. I got to interview documentary. I did interview him one time for that Shane Larry doc that you mentioned, mm. and it is, he is he listens to the question and he trusts. Like, he, he just said, you know, he don't, there's no... F- filter, I mean obviously there must be a bit of a filter but he's very open, so like, I do think there's probably a lot mm. to find out there, you know, Yeah, people have mixed feelings about him for some reason, but that again that makes it even more yeah. interesting. Well certainly
1: your CV speaks for itself so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next thing we see happening. Our documentary maker Ross Whittaker, uh, The Road Down Under RTE won July the 19th you can see it and truly get behind the girls in green uh, before their World Cup adventure in Australia. Ross thanks for coming in Ross Dermot and Dave on Today FM, chance to win 900 quid on the way. Oh! Dave's Outbelieve Tour with Sky on Today FM. Yeah!
0: Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am.